0: Welcome back ladies and gents to another episode of the three-man weave field of 68 best bets crossover show sponsored by field of 68 and sponsored at top by our fine folks at bet rivers make sure to like and subscribe we're going to offer hopefully some winners today um have not been doing so recently but i'm matt the other guy is shim the other other guy is kai and uh, we're just kind of soul searching right now aren't we gents and i think i'm the one to blame i i put Responsibility on my plate, Kai. Point the finger at myself. Yeah. Um, I have to be better. I will be better. And the people, the mobsters, the loyal listeners deserve better. So they will they, they yeah, really get it.
1: That's fair. I blame you too, Matthew. Um, and apology accepted. I, I, I think we're going to turn it around today. You know, tough, tough little skid for the best bets. It's all good, guys. Yesterday, how about Marquette? Yeah, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? How about, Mar- how about Marquette and University is what I'm talking about, Matthew. Uh, seven straight wins in the Big East. They look very, very good. They're heading for like a top five seed in the tournament. This is crazy, Jim. Shock smart. Wow, holy yeah, cow! They're on,
2: a, they're on a complete tear. We saw it early in the season. We're like, okay, maybe they're solid. And then they won that little swoon to start Big East play, and now here they are. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Matt, I just wanted to comment on the on the big bet fut- or best bet futility. Um, I've never insulted the people who are like, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to follow you. I want to fade you. Like that's fine. I, that that's totally fine. I think the show is far more about the information. Uh, uh-huh. I hope that is what people find the value in, and I think it is. Um, but it's it, it's no fun. It's no fun going through these. Whether you make light of it, whether you say we're going to get back at it, minor come or minor setback for major comeback, whatever it is, they suck. It's not fun. But we're going to keep gavel. providing Bang as gavel. much Bang info gavel. as
0: we possibly can. That's what we're here for. A crowd or upset applause. Yeah, also, Jim, again, Jim. we say we, we teach you to fish. We're not here to fish for you. Um, so yeah. We're gonna do that. Yes, said if that our, if our said. Speaking sucks, of fish, of
2: the other side. If our explanation sucks, but the other side, yeah. The zone. idea of hating
0: someone is actually a pretty funny idea. I like that. Maybe I'll try that sometime. Um, <laughs> hey, so speaking of fish, I have decided that if we are not profitable today and tomorrow, <laughs> I will be in fact eating a snail live on the air for the Saturday program that was just decided pre-show. Big development here on Field 68. Make sure to tune in Saturday. It's kind of a win-win for you guys. If we win, you win. If we lose and you lose, well, you win on Saturday by getting to watch me potentially hurl on camera. Um, <laughs> see how that goes. See snails, how that goes. Snails are fish, huh? <laughs> They're yeah, in the fish so family, kind of, right? <laughs> a- a- aquatic type things. Okay, we're not going li- to litigate this right now. Let's talk games. Um, right, right. And because I am host today, I hijack the outline with a bevy of Big Ten matchups. But we will slowly transition to the West Coast. A lot of good Mountain West and WCC. I'm sorry, Pac-12 and WCC games later in this slate tonight, but starting us off here, Jim, Iowa hosting Purdue. I think this is probably the best game on tap tonight. Uh, a rematch of an earlier meeting between these two, which Purdue smacked around uh, the Hawkeyes at Mackey, but that game was played without Keegan Murray, uh, who potentially poses huge matchup problems for Purdue's plotting bigs. Key development here is obviously Jaden Ivy has been cleared to go tonight. So with all that under consideration, what are you looking at?
2: Well, Matt, I I watched this entire first game and was relatively impressed with Purdue. Even without Keegan-Murray, they got up 19. It was kind of a fluky comeback. Iowa went full court pressure, and Purdue was just like, wait, you do this? This isn't something we prepared for. Uh, So I think they'll be a little more ready for it if Iowa throws that wrinkle out. What I did do, Kai, as I wrote up my preview for the Action Network on this game, I watched Ah. every Purdue post-up from that game because – uh, Iowa held Trayvon Williams and Zach Eadie to their second lowest combined total the entire season. Only Max wow. Hoosiers held them to a lower combined total. And basically every time that uh, Eadie or Williams got a catch, A, they made sure that they caught it way off the block. Like it wasn't a quick catch and turn and score. And the second they put the ball down, they, they doubled hard. They were just like, we, we dare you to beat us with passing. It's obviously not Edie's strength, but even Williams threw like three into the crowd that game. Like He's he thrown a really lot of Aaron passes
0: it. recently. Yeah, a lot of Aaron passes. He tries to be very
2: fancy and he has, has a lot of highlight reel passes, but sometimes they're they're bad. Uh, so I was, I was impressed with Purdue's or oh, excuse me, with Iowa's game plan there. And with Keegan Murray back in Matt playing them, him and Chris together is really going to stretch out the floor for this Purdue team. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a problem. And defensively, if they keep up that tactic, they're not going to get like pounded one-on-one by those guys inside. So right. I, I kind of like Iowa in the revenge spot here. Um, slight home
1: dog, Kai. I, I lean towards the Hawkeyes. Yeah, the, the home road splits scares me a little bit. Uh, Iowa, eight and four against the spread at home. Purdue, one and three against the spread. They're, they're different teams a little bit uh, in these situations. But, Jim, I think there's going to be a ton of points. You, you mentioned uh, Iowa did well against Williams and Edie. I'm not sure they can shut them down quite the same uh, in this game. They certainly had no answer for Ivy, who I believe is playing uh, in this one. No matchup for him. And Purdue can't match up with Keegan Murray. He missed the first game, obviously. The total has been bet down, though, about three or four points, which surprised me. I yeah. think it's an overreaction to this last game, which went to 147 points. But Matt, it played to 76 possessions, and arguably the best player on the floor, Keegan Murray, you can argue that is was not in the game. Iowa shot poorly. So I think points are going to come easily and often in this game. And I lean the over.
2: Yeah. Iowa couldn't hit threes. And I think the teams missed something like 20 combined free throws. Like they couldn't (laughs) shoot from the line either. And it still had 147. Like I I think I'm with Kai. I I lean against the market there.
0: That was my angle as well. But Jim, I think you mentioned this because of Iowa's pressure. Did that maybe inflate the pace? Um, inorganically, I guess, in that first matchup because I was down so big and I had to come back. Like, I wonder if, if we just saw a truer, closer game, would it have maybe sped up second half? Potentially. Um, but
2: there, there wasn't, like, late foul game stuff, though, so it wasn't like there
0: were six Okay, wasn't like, in like BS minute. nonsense, gotcha. Yeah. And also, and like, Iowa should probably consider doing that again in this matchup, right? Like, especially if Ivy's not 100%. I mean, you can pressure produce non-Ivy guards, I think.
2: Yep. The one other thing I would add too is that both these teams are coming off playing like really slow, big 10 teams, like Penn state Rutgers, like yeah, grind out Minnesota. Point. I think they're going to be excited to have a willing dance partner to get up and down the court. So Ooh. I lean again, lean towards the over.
0: All right. Next up here uh, on our big 10 early segment, or earliest part of the this, slate this here, Kai, we're going to Minnesota, your Gophers, the barn where they will take on Ohio state. I just don't know who's going to play for Minnesota tonight. Kai. Yep. Um, that's the story here, but somehow they got a superhero performance from Peyton Willis last time out. We've seen a couple of these random, like, how the hell are these teams winning when they don't actually have players? Uh, we can talk about the whole UT Arlington debacle at a later date. My goodness, that's a whole separate discussion. But Kai, um, Eric Curry, um, Jamison Battle with his illness. I'm looking at the roster, the the injury report right now. and I, This team basically has four players right now. So yeah. is there any chance they compete again? Well, yeah, personnel... Curry,
1: Stevens, Elijah Stevens, the other guy that missed. Jameson Battle, they all missed last game. So Trayton Thompson, Luke Lowy, and Peyton Willis played 40 minutes against Rutgers last game, and they shot 13 for 24 from three. That's that's how they beat Rutgers. They were unconscious. They allowed 1.18 points per possession. They couldn't stop Rutgers whatsoever. If those guys are out again, Ohio State is going to run them out of the gym, in my opinion. Uh, I, I respect the barn. I respect home court, but they're, you're not going to stop Ohio State. I don't think you're going to get... Another 13 for 24 three point shooting performance without those guys. Um, if they're in, you know, Minnesota has a fighting chance at, at home. Six and a half seems a little bit short. So I'm probably leaving Ohio State either way, would definitely take them if these guys were announced out.
2: Yeah. The, the Trayton Thompson thing is wild because he played 26 minutes the entire season before playing yeah. all 40 in that game. Like he was a yeah. nobody, he was not a part of the rotation at all. And then he held up fairly well in 40 minutes against the Rutgers front line. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of think we get a did-you-forget-about-me game from EJ Liddell. Ohio State hasn't played in like 10 days, and the last yeah, game was against IUPUI. Like, that's not even that, – that doesn't matter. Yes. All right. So I think Liddell has a big one here. Minnesota doesn't have great matchups for him. They don't have, like, the versatile forward physical guy that can stick with him inside and out. Um, so either they're doubling or he goes off. And I think either way, we, we are impressed with Liddell after this one. I'm leaning towards the road favorite, especially with the roster limitations on Minnesota, but I'm not betting this game. with ice.
0: Yeah. So the official report uh, Stevens is most likely to play. He's coming off an illness and then battles at a game time decision. Uh, and Curry high ankle sprain. Those are always dicey. I got to think he's out, man. He's huge. If you can't get Curry back in this game it's Liddell and that size up front, that could be a disaster. Uh, ben Johnson can slow the game down. He can throw some smoke and mirrors and clearly they've, Pulled the rabbit out of their ass last he's, game, and Willis—he's a good coach. He's he's a good good coach. coach. He is yeah. so. Um, I think all that actually culminates in a pretty good under bet. Uh, it's been bet down pretty heavily though. It's down to one thirty-four from the one thirty-eight opener, uh, so you've lost some value there. But I certainly think it gets Johnson wants to make this as slow as possible given his his limitations there. All right, last game of our Big Ten trifecta. We're going to talk Jimmy's buzz cut Badgers, as I call them, Wisconsin headed out to the western part of the Midwest, uh, the western tip of the Big Ten geography realm, they go to Nebraska. Husker hoops. Jim, I'm kind of torn on this whole Nebraska team right now, man. I I know they have some, uh, they're coming off a COVID pause. That They have some injury issues as well, but they did get uh, the elder McGowan's back last game. Uh, So now they have both McGowan's boys in the saddle. They can be feisty at home. I think you look at the results in conference play. There's a big chasm between road, Nebraska and home, Nebraska. And now they're at home. The question is, um, can they stop Wisconsin? Who I guess may or may not be without Tyra Wall up front. Yeah,
2: the the Journal Sentinel write up implied heavily that he will be out. Like it was like okay. he's out indefinitely. Ben Carlson likely starting. Uh, Matt, it's not even your opinion. The on off numbers would would like to support you. Oh, objectivity! I like this per Hoop Data. Explorer adjusted for competition. Wisconsin is plus twenty seven per hundred with Wall on the court. They are dead even zero with him or without him. Excuse me. Like that is so their average without. As you find. Yeah, they're just like a trade buckets with you, team. without him, he's he's vital. He's a terrific defender. He's their second-leading scorer. He's a great post-up option when you start to focus too heavily on Davis. Um, I'm leaning towards Nebraska here. I'd probably bet them small at that 7.5. It, it's really not exciting to, to be on Nebraska. But like you mentioned, Matt, they are a little bit better at home. And I just think if Wall's not out there, this Wisconsin team's not the same. So
1: maybe i lose because Johnny Davis goes for 35, Kai, but guess I guess I have to take that risk. Yeah, Wall's huge. Definitely matters to them. Um, Nebraska has covered three Big Ten home games. Uh, you know, they're not totally helpless, Matt. You kind of alluded to it. But they're 0-8 in league play. They're clearly a notch below everyone else in this league. And this spread feels just a little bit short for me to take Nebraska. Uh, they have the worst defense and offense in the conference in Big Ten play. Perhaps, Matt, the elder McGowan's Mr. Trey, his presence gives him more of a knockout punch chance. They're going to get one of these games. They're going to beat one of the big wigs in the Big Ten uh, once or twice, I think this season, maybe this is it. Maybe you get a kind of a, 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 a uh, yeah. W- what am I trying to say here? A vulnerable, there I go, Wisconsin team without wall. Maybe you punched them out here with Nebraska with with Trey McGowan's back. Still a little bit low for me to take.
2: Yeah, I remember last year after their COVID pause, Nebraska was like weirdly feisty. Yep. They yeah, played They played a bunch <laughs> of games, game after game after game, and they were just hanging around. So maybe they can do that again this year.
0: I do wonder if the COVID pauses later in the season, like around like this middle of the early conference, middle of conference play, acts more as a reset, recharge, then a disruption mechanism that I think it plays out early in the season. I mean, it's all anecdotal. It's all case by case, but um, I kind of tend to agree with you guys. I think Nebraska comes out uh, with a pretty good effort tonight. The question is, is it good enough to beat Wisconsin? Who's been red hot? A team that's owned Nebraska historically, I believe, Jim, you probably have the a better reference of the historical matchup precedents there, but it seems like the, the Badgers always take care of business against the Huskers. Yeah, I don't have um, it on
2: me, unfortunately. Uh, Someone asked about the total. Uh, Wonka Dogs at 144 seems high. I mean, Wisconsin has been an over team. It's weird. They're playing yeah. a little faster. They're hitting shots. Uh, it, it's been tough to take unders against Wisconsin. But without Wall, I guess I sort of am with the market there.
0: Yeah, no opinion for me. Uh, all right, hey, last game before we get to chat, Mob. We're going out west. San Francisco hosting St. Mary's. Uh, one of these teams near and dear to our heart, the Dons, Jimmy, they needed a big old turny boosting win against BYU last week. Did not get it. We're up late in that game, blew it. This is kind of like a reset deja vu type of situation where they need this game so badly. They are running out of opportunities to get those, those wins to solidify their, um, their place in the at-large field. But St. Mary's in the same boat. I right? think they're both sitting around the 9-10 seed line. My thing is the price is a little steep. San Francisco laying three and a half to a team that's coming from just across the Bay Area feels a little bit high to me. I
2: think it's down to two Two and a and and half. 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 It's been bet down so now. Okay. It's yeah. a, it's under the field goal, which makes me sort of consider the Dons. Yeah. Uh, si- situationally, I-, I know that San Francisco's remembering last year. I mean, look what they did to LMU. Like coming off last year, losing to them. They were clearly angry. They blew them out of the water. St. Mary's is much, much better than LMU, but it's the same kind of matchup issue last year where they got taken advantage of inside, they had no size, and now they've added Tape, they've added Misalski, Uh St. Mary's, Kai, 15th in the country in percentage of uh, possessions that involve a post-up, mm-hmm. so they clearly want to play through the inside. San yep, Francisco's yep. much better at defending that this year. I lean towards the Dons here. It's it's a little surprising because, you know, Randy Bennett's a, a beast, but um, I, I, I kind of like the Dons. It's a little more of a gut thing for me, Kai.
1: Yeah, I think the spread's kind of dead on. Super important game, obviously, Matt, for the resume here. Both teams so far have missed out on beating BYU. Kind of a, a yeah, bellwether game. You tried. need to right. Todd Golden's own three against St. Mary's, uh, as far as I can tell, guys. Looking back through the archives, his here. alma
0: mater, by the way, and former coach, right? Played That's for right. Andy Bennett. That's right.
1: Uh, this is his best team, um, though, by by far. Masalski and Topi are so important. I agree. Great match for Toss. Don't have to help off, or don't have to send help and leave shooters. And Bouye, Matt attacking Kuzi, Johnson, Gus, the ball handlers for St. Mary's, I think that's advantage USF. He's a nightmare defensively, um, but I will close with anytime you offer me points with St. Mary's, I kind of have to lean that way. They're just so well coached, so good. The heart
0: wants the Dons, the numbers making me stay away. You know, heart versus brain dilemma. I'm kind of with you, Kai. I the numbers come down, which, as Jim mentioned, makes me tempted to take the Dons, but just can't do it. Um, I mean, all these uh wcc bouts between byu st mary's and uh san francisco it's like three elite or, or, or approaching elite coaches you know they all know what they are they're going to be just deadlocked tight games all the way through so i'm um, curious how that round robin plays out throughout the year as all three are you know, like i guess kind of on the cut line of making the at large field all right chat mob time who's uh who's bizarre, jim is that you I have it. And we have more
2: than the alphabet of questions. We're up to Good. AA in the bullet points. There's 27. So we are in definitely enforcing rapid fire mode. Uh, <laughs> all right. Kai, we'll start with you from court. Does Marshall turn it around against middle Tennessee State?
1: I tend to think no, Jim. Uh, I, I kind of lean them at one, one and a half. But why I, I would wait till Marshall does turn it around before you try to guess when they do. Yeah, you've missed value at this point. Don't, don't, don't force it. Yeah, they're they're struggling. All
2: right, Matt. Also, actually two from the Tooch. Uh, Memphis they're hosting East Carolina potential revenge here after they lost at the buzzer at East Carolina, but no Deandre Williams, no Landers, Nolly. What do you think?
0: And for that reason, you can't take Memphis. I know the revenge is key home spots key. I think they match up well with ECU. They basically just negate all these ECU's advantages, but with those guys out, you're not, you're not bad Memphis. That's simple.
2: Uh, two, other question was Texas A&M Corpus Christi at Southeast Louisiana. I kind of like the Islanders on the road. I, I've just been very impressed with what Steve Lutz has done there. Southeast Louisiana has been shooting the ball like crazy recently, ever since that, like pre-conference tournament, but I think it comes back down to earth. I like the Islanders, All right, Kai, we got a rematch in the Valley, Loyola, Chicago, headed to Southern Illinois. This one's from Eric Braun. He said his best
1: bet was Loyola, Chicago. Ooh, do you agree? Um, not really, actually. I kind of lean towards Southern Illinois. Uh, you spreads, just confirmed his suspicions then. He feels even better. <laughs> spread's low, um, unfortunately. I was kind of hoping for six or seven here. It's five. Um, I think I think Carbondale punches back here a little bit, Jim. Yep. I think three of the last four between
2: these two have gone under, which makes a ton of sense. Mullen's yep. very familiar with uh, Loyola's strategy and the staff there as a former assistant. Uh, Matt, from Pound It Live, Long Beach State, one of your darlings, headed to UC Riverside, the Magpies, Mike Magpio. What do you think?
0: The beach has been awesome. Um, really impressed with that roster and what they've amassed so far in Big West play. The number's pretty sharp, though. Uh, no strong lean for me. I just don't trust Riverside as a favorite of anything more than, like, five points in general. So I would not lay points. If anything, you got to go with beach, Jim. If you need action, go beach. Just head to the beach.
2: All right, from Hugh J, a.k.a. Hugh Direction, Kai. Delaware at Towson, another rematch. We just saw Towson, I believe, just Towson top Delaware. Do you do you agree with the market that has punched back and taken the blue hens here?
1: Yeah, I do agree with the market. Um, four and a half is too low, but I liked it at the opener. Six and a half, six. Towson's awesome, but Delaware's no slouch, Jim.
2: Yeah, I kind of like the under. It's been bet down some, but... Uh, I think that familiarity will will breed a slower game.
0: Light Townsend, or sorry, light Delar a lot. Just want to add that I like Delaware a lot.
2: Here. Matt from Ray Reyes in CUSA, UTEP has kind of stunk. Our, our miners are not mining; they're, they're terrible. Hosting no, they <laughs> Florida Atlantic. Uh, do you trust them today?
0: No, tough travel spot for FIU, but um, I probably should be taking the miners. I just have not been impressed. That roster is not what Joe Golding needs, and he's kind. Of, it's sort of a patchwork group of dudes, and it just hasn't fit this year so not, not, bad not blowing
2: not blowing out mega shorthanded utsa either time either time like
0: right unforgivable
2: Tough. That, that and
0: really utsa bad. got uh healthier i think today oh, that, we had a different match we'll talk about that later i think sorry disregard yeah,
2: it's, it's certainly in the questions uh from graham haynes Kite oral bob at omaha big old number that's been bet up to like 164 total wise and oral bob laying like 14 or 15 on the road um, yeah man it's hard to see this not being a shootout i guess
1: yeah, I don't see how Oral Roberts doesn't score 90. So I, I guess I lean towards the over in that sense. Um, can Omaha get to 70? Yeah, I think so. I lean towards the over, even though it's...
0: 107, 107 to 62, first meeting. 86 possessions. Yeah, it's just gonna absolute oh. crazy yeah, that's, game.
2: That's Ace miss is going to be aiming for 40 again. Um, yeah, Just patting those individual stats. All right, Matt, back to the CAA from Noah Haynes. Drexel at James Madison. I really like the side in this game. What do
0: you have? love the Dukes. Uh, I think we all did, but the number's been smashed. So it's up to minus four now. And Sub, Drexel, three, this was,
2: sub three, this was my best bet today. But okay, four, yeah. I'm, I'm pumping the brakes.
0: Maybe go first half then? Um, I mean, I would yeah, still I'd,
2: maybe take it at four. It's just I can't go best bet on it.
0: Because Drexel will be without uh, Okros today. They're kind of their stretchy wing floor spacer. He missed last game. He's, he's hurt. They got Butler back, but I think they need him. Team's not very deep, and I think they need his shooting. So that also comes into play.
2: Yeah, multiple games I've watched Drexel. He's gone on like a little flurry himself, yep. and that's kind of saved him. All right, Kai, to the ace son, Lipscomb and their pathetic defense headed to Jacksonville <laughs> and their awesome defense. How do we see
1: this one playing out? Uh, it's come down a bit here, um, which I guess isn't too surprising. I have three points staying away. Uh, Jacksonville just appears to be a very, very well-coached team. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense yep. why they're doing so well. It's it's coaching. It's coaching. So I, I lean for Jacksonville.
0: Yeah. he's good.
1: Um, two, a two pack from Ryan. We are
2: holstering ball state at Northern Illinois for the best bet section. Um, Matt, Arkansas state at Appalachian state in the sunbelt. What do you got?
0: Red wolves, baby. They were almost my best bet. I would have preferred it at four. I think it's painted at three and a half right now. I think this could be the best team in the sunbelt. Um, they've been awful, but I got a pretty, pretty good rest. Good spot here. Yeah. I think they go in and knock off. My Mountaineers, which I backed a lot early in the season, I think they're a little bit in the house of cards right now. All
2: right, let's do one more, Kai. We've got plenty, plenty of questions. We'll save some for later. Uh, from the horizon,
1: Youngstown, the Penguins are hosting Green Bay. I think you were leaning the dog. Am I crazy? I'm leaning the dog. I'm leaning the Phoenix. Fight, fight, Phoenix. Go, go, go. That's their fight song, Jim. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Green Bay, six and a half. Too many points. I fade Youngstown a lot, yeah. but I think it's done okay this year. Yeah. Green yeah. Bay has been solid. Agree. 20 points. market
2: has been all over Youngstown quite a bit this season. Yeah. All right, Matt, let's go back to the outline. couple of West coast games here and I will continue yep. accumulating. I've got like 14 more. So don't worry, folks, your question will get answered.
0: Yeah. We're going right back to the uh, WCC. Uh, apologies to Santa Clara, who I did not mention when we we're talking about these other strong WCC schools, but I don't know if they're necessarily worthy of the BYU San Francisco, St. Mary's uh, trio there, but same Bay Area, and they've uh, they've been really feisty. And they're hosting BYU here today, spread open at about a field goal. I believe it stayed right around there. Um, I don't really have any hot takes on this one, I'll be honest. It does feel a little bit short, but Santa Clara has been a lot better uh, as of late, looking more like the team we saw early in the year as opposed to the uh, post-Badeco injury when they – I'm sorry, Brankage injury when they struggled um, for, throughout most of December. I don't know, Jim, any, any strong stances here over, under, or sidewise?
2: Uh, not a ton. I mean, BYU has been, like you said, really good against the St. Mary's and the San Francisco's of the world, but Santa Clara is a tough team to play this year. They execute offensively. Uh, they have size defensively with Bediaco back in there. He can combat uh, Traore and, and uh, Loner inside. It's just can they track Barcelo all over the court? Like the fact that he can get a shot off in a moment's notice makes me a little concerned for Santa Clara's sometimes defensive lapses. Uh, nothing really for me here, Kai, unfortunately. This is this is a hard stay away.
1: Yeah, uh, BYU, to their credit, hasn't really fallen off too much since losing Harward and Baxter, the St. Mary's and USF. Those wins are impressive. Still a very good team. Extremely well coached. We've talked about Pope a lot there. But Clara, Matt, to your, to your point about missing them earlier, they've kind of fallen out of the buzz sphere after their hot start in the non-con. No yeah. one's really talking about them. They are a good team, I think. They've played so-so in the WCC so far. They just don't tend to play very well against the top WCC competition. They haven't beaten BYU since 2017. uh BYU kind of owns them, kind of owns Herb Sendek. But Jim's right. The size is key. Santa Clara starts six, seven, and up. Besides PJ Pipes, that is a long team, very, very, uh, a big, which could cause BYU some issues. Spread just feels a tad low to me. Minus three, probably lean towards the Cougars.
0: Yeah, BYU just continues to play well. I mean, Mark Pope, I think, is. An amazing coach. He just doesn't get the recognition because he coaches in a league with a bunch of other amazing coaches. Not for long, um,
2: though. Well, I guess we, he'll still have a lot of coaches in the Big Twelve. A lot of good coaches. In the big oh
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's the man. We love Pope. Um. All right, let's keep going here. We're staying out west. How about a Big Sky showdown making the outline? Proud showing some love to our mid major. Brethren, down there. Are you surprised? Um, the guy
2: who made the outline.
0: <laughs> I, I guess I am. I'm trying to act like I'm <laughs> like, like we're whoa. shocking the like my alter ego made the outline or something. <laughs> uh, Northern Colorado is hosting Weber State. We talked about Weaver a lot in this program. Kai, a team that was impressive to start, then frustrating when they had to set up in competition. But now that they're back in their Big Sky sandbox, mm-hmm. they've been fairly dominant. And I think the Big Sky is one of these leagues that has some really strong teams at the top, and they can pick off a lot of these meddling and, and low caliber. Squad, but Northern Colorado is right up there, man. They have basically Jeff Linder Light and Steve Smiley there. They play data ball, threes, defend the three. Uh, space is king, shooting is king. That's what you're looking at with Northern Colorado. I think it's gonna be an awesome game. So just you know, yeah. without having any hot takes on side or total, just a fun game to watch if you can get on your tele. Battle for first place in
1: Big Sky. These are these teams are, are one and two. Yeah, Northern Colorado beat Montana, Montana State, and Southern Utah. They've, they've ran through the top teams in this conference. Weaver's the only one left. They also lost Sacramento State at home by 14, which was kind of like a huh moment The most me.
0: confusing result I, like last <laughs> month. Honestly, it makes no sense yeah, to me.
1: Kind of skewed my Sacramento State takes for a couple of games there. That's tough. Don't overreact to one game. That's the lesson, folks. Um, I love both coaches. Both teams like to run. Uh, Weaver should pick apart this defense. Northern Colorado hasn't been great on that end. and Weaver has been awesome offensively. On the other side, Weaver has the athletes defend Northern Colorado's super efficient, lender inspired analytical attack. So I'm kind of leaning towards Weaver here, actually. Uh, the spread's not very big, Jim.
2: Yeah, Bassett's been solid for, for Weaver the last couple of games, like actually emerging into what we were hoping he would be this season. And the the one concern here, like numerically, I was leaning towards Weber State. I have them a slight favorite on the road, but they're coming off that Southern Utah game where they played out of their minds. Like they played awesome on the road, basically led by 10, almost the whole way other than one little Southern Utah run late. Um, it's, It's tough to keep up that level of play over and over. Tough road here. Elevation in northern Colorado. So I'm staying away. If I had to play, it would be Weber on the number. But the situation backed me off a little bit.
0: Yeah, I actually have uh, no call a slight favorite, so I probably should be adding. I see the markets push it up to Weber as a slight favorite at most shops. Oh, I didn't
2: um, realize that it had flipped. How about that? Yeah,
0: it had flipped, yeah. So, hmm, maybe a late best bet ad for Matthew. I'll let that marinade while we continue throughout the show. But Kai shakes his head no. We shouldn't be shooting from the hip, given our current struggles. <laughs> probably a prudent approach. Um, let's carry on, Charlie. Stay on the West Coast. We're going back to Pac-12 country. Uh, USC hosting Stanford. Jim, the tree travels down from North Cal to take on a USC team that we just saw pick and pull to shreds Arizona State in the second half, a game that I still cannot get my, wrap my mind around how quickly a team blew a fairly convincing lead in the first half. Um, rants aside, what is this matchup, or what in this matchup stands out to you?
2: Um, well, we saw the first one. We watched, like, the whole first game, Kai. It was, like, a weird early tip standalone with, with yeah. USC heading to Stanford, no fans. Stanford took them down. It was a relatively surprising uh, outcome. Stanford shot the ball well. I kind of like the under. It's, again, where both teams are huge, can take away the other strength scoring inside. You're obviously prone to both teams make threes. It's going to go over. But I still think the under is the right bet process-wise just because of the the interior defense on both sides is so stout.
1: Yeah, Stanford won the first game because they got hot. 10 for 24 from three is just not what this team is. Um, But to their credit, Matt, They kept USC off the glass. They allowed four offensive rebounds. That's impressive. And they have the size to do it. That's not a fluke. Yeah, USC got up by seven in the first half. They got up by four late in the second half. I just think they got complacent. Stanford hit shots. USC didn't have a whole lot of urgency here. I think it's a bounce back for them. Double digits is high. That spread to me is is borderline insane with the way USC's been playing lately and with the way I think this game's playing out. I agree, Jim's going to be a little bit lower paced. Um, But I do think USC at least wins this game. It's enough for me to stay back on on, against, uh, or rather on Stanford. My other note is that it had 71
2: possessions, Matt. So it seems like it played fast, but there were 53 free throws taken. So many free throws. Whistle after whistle after whistle after whistle. And sometimes that's what happens when there's no fans and the rest can hear every little bit of contact. So I don't think that happens again.
0: Yeah, I think number's too high, um, but you guys mentioned the revenge angle for USC and the fact that they swept the mountain trip, and then they did that to Arizona State. Now, I know Arizona State was down players. I know Utah was shorthanded, um, but still, I mean, the, there was plenty of landmines the last week or so for USC, and they have basically stepped over them uh, confidently uh, at each treacherous step. So you got to tip your cap to Mr. Enfield and what the Trojans are doing. Um, I'm tempted to add Arizona. I'm sorry, Stanford here, but I won't. Uh, I'm definitely not tempted to add Arizona State anymore. That that team is put on. The <laughs> list. They've, been do They've been annexed. They've been annexed. All right, last game. Staying in the Pac-12, Washington hosting Colorado. Hey, Kai, don't look now. The Huskies have been not terrible. Decent, decent question mark. Yeah. Not a dumpster right? fire. Not a dumpster, not a dumpster fire, fire, Matt. fire, Yeah, they we're going yeah, yeah, to talk Yeah, we're going to l- talk about they did, but Oregon did that to USC and UCLA. So we, we I think we give a slight excuse to that. Colorado, um, a team that is much improved. The question is, is this new normal for Colorado for real? Or was it just a fluky got hot during um, maybe a tough schedule spot for their opponents the last few weeks, we'll say. A couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I'm buying Colorado. Um, I, I'm shocked they wanted in Oregon. That, that that was crazy. This seems like a classic letdown spot for them. Um for Colorado, but Washington's not really a team you want to bet on in general. Uh, that first game, Colorado handled them easily. It by 14. Washington was like 30% inside the arc, just a total wall by by the buffs who also grabbed majority of their offensive rebounds. So I, I think they probably dominate Washington from a matchup perspective. Spot-wise, lean Washington, Jim, but I'm not sure you're going to go broke fading Washington over the course of the year.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of liking Colorado a little bit. I, I think we've made a big deal about their backcourt being weak and so having Parquet out was actually a really huge deal yeah. for them because they don't have a lot of depth. Uh, he missed that that home trip against the L.A. schools, uh, the, the home stand, and they lost both those games. And then he was back for the Oregon win, and I think he matters quite a bit just because the replacement is, is the replacement value is pretty pretty weak there. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards Colorado with the the short spread here, Matthias. But like you said, Washington has been resurgent in league play. Uh, perhaps they have a little bit of juice going forward. So. Uh, Backing off, but lean towards the buffs.
0: Lean toward the Huskies. I can't believe it, but I do. I think at home, they're a different team. Uh, not a great team, but a competent team, uh, like so many other teams we've discussed. Just sometimes when you're not that great, you, you can really inflate your performance and play energized in front of your home crowd versus on the road. You just, you know, if you get down, there's no response no rebuttal to that i think washington's sort of in that camp where they are in colorado we've talked about it. everyone's talking about how good they are at home but you can fade them on the road and usually have success except of course when you back oregon and they completely flounder in the second half again we're not going to be petty and rant Kai. we're just going to you know we're going to talk the games and break down the matchups for you speaking of let's keep doing it jim rapid fire round two chat mob inquiries we're ready uh but yeah ready. let's
2: get to it i will also mention the washington lost at home to northern illinois went through utah valley and wyoming so me three by
0: Three by games totaling $300,000, by the way. I did the math this morning. They're not
2: elite at home, but yeah, so many chat mob questions. Holy cow. All right, starting with from Ryan Nakter Gardner Webb at UNC Asheville. I kind of like the running Bulldogs. I've liked them all year, but Asheville's been resurgent recently. So uh, he was leaning towards Asheville. Perhaps you have the right side. Uh, Kai out in the West Coast from Larry Gibson, Pepperdine at San Diego. Toreros Mm. have been kind of feisty, and Pepperdine has been bad in league yeah play, like bad bad mm-hmm.
1: without keith fisher too yep keith fisher is is a key player for them a keith player for them <laughs> uh seven and a half feels a bit high against a team like san diego but they just took clear santa Clara to overtime maybe they got a little pep in their step jim um i would fully stay away okay uh
2: to be clear we I, there are like 24 questions here so,
1: so the entire yeah. slate jim
2: yeah basically I, every, every question's been asked matt uh mount saint mary's at fairly dickinson from the S- the nec mount's been rolling
0: uh yeah i mean like if this is a huge disparity up front like the mount has sought like the I, I call them the uh, okay what are those things from the the mario game the bricks the uh bricks the Blocks? evil things uh, i'm gonna i'll look it up you know, we'll- uh goombas like not the Goombas, no. But they basically have like three of those dudes in and fairly Dickinson has no size. I think it's a complete bloodbath in the paint gym. That's all I'll say. I'll look up what those things are called in the meantime. Yeah. Mount St. Mary's also
2: hitting 43% oh, like, in conference play. The, Perhaps they, they trend back down. But.
0: Like Womp Womps or something? Womp Womps, yes. Yeah. That's what Mount St. Mary says. <laughs> like three of those dudes up front and then like fairly Dickinson has no resistance to that. That's uh, what I Malik
2: Jefferson. Question. One of those womp womps missed last game. So
0: <laughs> Very key good note there. That's, That's OK. Right. So only two womp womps today. Yeah. Two versus yeah. zero, essentially for
2: you. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Ray Piaz, a two pack in the A Sun. Kai, you get Jacksonville State
1: at Kennesaw State. The Owls have been surging lately. I'll tell you what, man, I lean towards Jacksonville State. Um, they're undefeated in the A Sun and they've been awesome. But so is Kennesaw. Chris Youngblood is the guy you got to look for on Kennesaw's Roster. I don't think he played last game. He's a key piece for them. So if he's out, love Jacksonville State. If he's in, kind of just like Jacksonville State.
2: Uh, Matt Bellerman Stetson. I kind of like the road team here. Am I crazy?
0: Uh, I like Bellerman here because Scott Davenport, and for those who haven't been tracking, is rumored to be linked to the Louisville job. I got to think every game he coaches for like the next couple of weeks or next week is going to be put under a magnifying glass. I would lean Bellerman just from that stupid little angle.
2: Yeah, Stetson also probably without Rob Perry with his eligibility issues. He matters a lot for them. Without him, they're they're their worst team. Uh, Matt, back to you for the OVC. Murray State, the racers have been dominant. They're headed to Tennessee Tech, Um, another one of those inferior, lower tier OVC teams. Is this another blowout?
0: Uh, Yeah, just blew them out on Monday. This is the back to back, um, quasi like two of the back to back, as we call it. I like the over, to be honest. Um, my only concern, though, is that I think John Petway may have gotten hurt last game for Tennessee Tech. Make sure you check the roster. I know his minute counts was way down. I have not done my due diligence, so I apologize for lack of show prep. But he's a key piece for there Tennessee man. Tech.
2: Yeah. Kai, a team that has dri- actually, you know what? Two teams that have driven us up the wall in the Sun Belt, Georgia State and Louisiana, the Cajuns. Georgia State just has been uh, bad. best bet section. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. I didn't realize that. You're right. Um, all right. Matt Winnick has two questions here on totals. Matthias. Morehead state and Southeast Missouri state and rice at Louisiana tech. So I'm going to let you choose your poison and Kai, you get the other one.
0: I'll start with Moorhead Southeast Missouri state. I had Semo as an auto over team. One of my few, um, but Moorhead just completely sucks the juice out of most offenses, uh, both pace and efficiency alike. So I didn't take it. Um, but in general, I think SEMA overs are pretty good. They just can't defend and they have some legit shot maker shooters this year. Jim, what was the other game? Remind me uh, rice and Louisiana tech. Jim, I got nothing in Rice,
1: Louisiana Tech. Uh, I guess I'm leaning towards Rice at 10 and a half. Seems a, yeah, you bit, are. High, a bit high to me. Uh, lean the over as well. I think there's a lot of yep. points in this game. I lean towards the over.
2: And he was asking about total. So good. Glad you had an opinion there. Okay. Uh, from Ed Redman, Matthias, Milwaukee, headed to Bob Morris. We assume no Patrick Baldwin Jr. No, Possibly no Cam Ferris for Robert Morris, their best shooter. What do yep. you think?
0: Uh, yeah, Robert Morris is like, I saw like Brandon Stone, the formula style transfer is like randomly playing a lot and like playing good. You can tell tool is in the craft. My roster has been gutted. I don't know who's good, but he's kind of mixing and matching and they've found their level. They're not as terrible as we thought. Still, uh, Milwaukee is certainly no team I want to trust on the road, uh, whether Baldwin plays or not. So this is like the biggest stay away on the board for me.
2: Yeah, I can't trust either team. All right, Kai, we mentioned UTSA earlier and the fact that they're a little healthier. Now they're hosting FIU, but this line has been hammered to FIU yeah. from yeah. like plus two to minus two and a half. Is that correct movement?
1: Yes, it is. I liked FIU as a dog. Uh, I thought UTSA was getting a little bit too much respect there. But Jim, I'm not taking FIU. UTSA held strong against UTEP without those guys. Now they're back. It's kind of a one to Texas team for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No yeah so FIU beat Marshall and Western Kentucky over the weekend, like two broken ish teams. So good yeah. results, but like, eh, maybe not as good results. Yeah.
2: Though, so. UTSA, I, I'm curious how this works for UTSA because they rallied with their really shorthanded crew. And now they add in Dying, who was going to go pro, and Ivy Curry, who was in COVID protocols. Do they have the same kind of chemistry? And maybe it hurts them. Yeah. I'm leaning towards sure. FIU. Uh, Two pack from Ryan Abramowitz, Matthias on the West Coast, Cal Poly at UC San Diego. You have loved your Poly boys.
0: Uh, no, that was up until last week. I officially announced my resignation from the Cal Poly bandwagon. Was uh, very unimpressed with their interior defense. This is a big spread. I'll be honest. I like UC San Diego. I like Eric Owen, but this is a big spread. I- I'd stay away. Sorry for the lame response. Okay. Stay away.
2: Kai, you get an NEC one from Ryan. Well, LIU at Central Connecticut. I kind of think LAU's been rolling. They've figured out how to dominate teams with that front court in that league. Am I crazy? No, I, I
1: lean their way as well, Jim. Flowers is awesome. He's unstoppable. Guy has like 30 and 15 every game. He's nuts. Yeah. Been around for last, forever.
2: I think last game, their, their big three front court guys combined for like 60 points and 33 rebounds or something. It's just like yeah. you can't stop that front court. Um, in the Sunbelt, Matt, Troy at South Alabama. Troy, a team we've really struggled to figure out just because their lineup has been so erratic.
0: Boy, am I glad the odds makers hung this one high. I was probably going to take South Alabama, but have been pretty sick of fading Troy, and Scott Cross continues to defy logic with the roster he has there and all the guys that are in and out of the lineup. Duke Miles, whenever he plays, it's the ultimate whack-a-mole dude. Um, so nothing, Jim. I think I lean USA still, though, even at 6.5. I think they're going to start to go on a little bit of a run here with uh, with all their hands on deck. They got Turbo Jones back two games ago, so Richie Riley with depth and talent could be a scary combination.
2: Yep. All right. Uh we still have like 12. So really rapid fire now. Uh from Jess Whalen, Kai, William and Mary at Elon. I lean towards William and Mary. They've been feisty. Agreed. Agree. Same conference. Matthias does Northeastern get their first win. Brandon Gilden was curious. They're headed to UNC Wilmington.
0: Ultimate buy low is so high, but I don't really want to buy low on the team that has been non competent, non competitive recently. So stay away yeah. from me. I guess I'd anything, maybe you take Northeastern, but I don't yeah, think what
2: one of those rematches where they just played, but yeah. oh, that's right. Yes. Yep. Wilmington's yep, so yep, yep. better right now. Uh, Kai, in another, you're just getting a lot of NEC. I'm sorry. But from J A. Right. Merrimack headed to Bryant. Does Bryant keep on this torrid role that they're on right now?
1: Yeah, I, t- I kind of lean their way. I was like, the over in this game. I think they're just going to score, 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 baby. Yeah. Anecdotally, they... the, the zone seems like Bryant's like, sure, give, give us a zone, whatever.
0: We'll just shoot. We'll just train threes. Yeah,
2: and Bryant is trending up tempo wise too after some non-con slowdowns. That was weird. Uh, Matt, your island boys from the Paris asking about the get right game at the end of the night hosting Cal State Northridge, who's been really bad lately. Does Hawaii blow them out?
0: Go Bows, baby. Yep, locked it in. I mean, I'd lay it up to fifteen. I think they smack Northridge. Especially if yeah. the EC's out, this is going to be like twenty offensive rebounds. That's, just like that's the Silva, into, yeah, lay up, lay up, lay up, play up. Bean came
2: back for Northridge last game, but no EC and no Herrick. Also, like they just they can't get right, and they have nothing inside without EC. Uh, okay, Kai, from that winnix. Central Arkansas headed to North Florida. Very high total here, uh, but North Florida's had some roster
1: questions with plus there and Hendrickson in and out of the lineup. And Central Arkansas has been okay this year kind of feisty which is just strange i lean their way with the points yeah uh, okay matt from jeff specter elite name should be like a secret agent i like
2: texas that state Love at that. ut arlington uh battle in the sunbelt in texas arlington has been frustrating texas state usually runs this conference with their temp slow slow tempo what do you
0: got um big key is caleb asbury i saw in the san marcos paper he may not play he's like a really underweighted two-way player for texas state that said jim i can't back uta they could not beat a team playing three student managers in triple overtime so why should i trust that team against a good team
2: that's that's not an exaggeration they had two student managers on the floor and one of them had like a key steal and a key corner three yeah. buried a three right. just yeah.
0: dagger in our hearts yeah and it kind of sums us- it up Driving layout
2: too is nuts. Uh from Matt Acres, Idaho State, who is pitiful. Headed to Sacramento State. Kai to the Mo- uh,
1: monarchs. It's not the monarchs. the, the, to the Hornets. The oh, Hornets. Jeez, oh, yeah. uh, seven points is so big. But Idaho State <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Idaho State's been just like so pathetic. I don't get it, Jim. I do not understand. They should be competitive in this league this year, and they're not. So i I'm, I'm staying away.
0: Idaho Sacramento okay. Idaho State, terrible. Idaho. Okay. Awful. Idaho state. Terrible. Awful.
1: Monarchs were a WNBA
2: team. That's why I had that in my head. <laughs> <for second laughs> are. It's like the Kings, the equivalent to the Kings. Uh, all right. Fondel asks about North Texas at Southern Miss. Mathias, North Texas has strangled every team in the CUSA save for the top ones. Do they do the same thing here? Uh,
0: I believe this is a um, wait. No, sorry. Not a rematch. Oh, it's a sandwich spot for North Texas. That's why I written down. They go to, um, Louisiana tech on Saturday and Southern Miss does get a key guy back to Isaiah more up front. I actually lean the Eagles as bad as they've been this year.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of lean I think North Texas just is
0: this is amazing. Those also games. possible. Also uh, possible. from,
2: from K Ingram, Tennessee State at SIU Edwardsville, I sort of leaned Tennessee State on the number here and it made me nauseous cuz that team is infuriating. Uh, SIU's probably been better than I have given them credit for in my numbers, so can't really recommend that one. All right, and finally we get to a question that's been asked about a ton. Matt, I'm giving it to you because it's from your boy Dom the Don and several others. Cal at UCLA, letdown spot for UCLA. They just took down Arizona this week, played basically a perfect game against them. Now they're hosting Cal, who I think is a feisty dog. What do you got?
0: Uh, Yeah, they are. I lean Cal as well. Um, Cal played UCLA pretty well in that first meeting. I like the under more, though. I think UCLA's number total – components are a little bit inflated from some of those non-con games we've discussed. I think UCLA unders in general will be a pretty good bet throughout conference play, especially against potentially close opponents, competitive Fair. opponents. Yep. Yeah, I, I think 16 is too big in that spot. Uh, Kai,
2: out west, UC Davis headed to Fullerton. This one from Corp. Fullerton has been rolling. Uh, what, do you, what do you got here? Is that the right site? I might actually have the... the it's at Davis. It's so at Davis. Davis yep.
1: Um, yeah, it's at Davis. Yep. Total toss-up here. I, I, I would have... Totally taking Davis preseason, but Fullerton's been arguably the best team in that league, so I'm staying away. Yeah, NSCK Under. has been incredible. Under. All right, three more. Matt,
2: Pacific at Portland. Anything?
0: Uh, number likes Pacific, but oh, boy, do I like me some pilots. So I said, hey, number, take a hike. Didn't bet it. I uh, was going to bet Pacific to clarify, but did not because I like Mr. Legans and what they're doing out there and the pac Northwest too much.
2: Yeah, I just trust the, the Portland team more, and my number was – Kind of leaning either way. No, thanks.
0: And Moses I, Wood came back last game, too. Sorry, go ahead. Yep.
2: Uh, from Ryan Abramo, it's little, little Rock headed to Coastal Carolina. Sure. From Ryan himself, we have that Marich is going to play a
1: little bit in this one. Is that enough for you to back the Trojans? Nope, but I don't want to fade them either because they're weird and I can't figure them out. Lukic, I don't think, is playing still. He's important. Uh, they're still probably going to play a manager.
0: <laughs> and they're good. They have good managers. Enough. They have great yeah, they, managers on the, on the best rock. Best
1: managers in the country on Little Rock, yes. Yeah, feels a
2: little downy I think Coastal could crush them, but I didn't didn't wager on it. I think I I might have a little something on the under. I have to double-check that. Uh, all right, last one from Andrew Can Hofstra at Charleston in the CAA. Either of you want this question? No.
1: Kai? I, I don't have a side of on this one. Nope. Uh, I Sorry. like the
0: pride. It's Charleston's fourth game in seven days, and Cooks came back last game for Hofstra. I think it feels a little bit light. As good as Charleston's played, as much as we like, Pat Kells heading the spread's a little short.
2: Hofstra fans also excited about Simmons playing the pen transfer. Oh yeah. They're, I saw that. They're, they're a lot closer to full strength. You know, basically our full strength is point point. side screamer. So uh, yeah, little lean towards Hofstra there. All right. That wraps it up. Other than best bets, Kai, I almost stepped on yours earlier. I apologize. Tell the people what
1: you got. Well, uh, Jim, it went back up. So I had a pretty good number pre-show. I'm glad it went back up because I got a worse number. Uh, Georgia state, Louisiana over 143. Now at bet rivers is my best bet. Uh, Georgia State cannot shoot this poorly all season, guys. It's not possible. Like, they're literally, I think, dead last in two and three point percentage in the Sun Belt. They have good players. And, and Rob Lanier had some promising things to say after a recent game. I think they started hitting, playing to their potential a little bit. Louisiana can score as well. Last year, this game went 77 possessions, had 157 points in 2020, had 74 and 70 possessions, 142 and 158 points. I think the over is the play here at Georgia State, Louisiana, 143.
2: Yeah, potentially no Jordan Brown for the Cajuns, one of their big guys. Should help. Maybe that, yeah, that helps. Yep. All right, Matthias.
0: I got two because when you're cold, you just keep firing until you get out of it, right? Shoot or shoot. So I'm, I'm taking a two for today. Um, we're starting out West. I'm taking Cal State Bakersfield, shake and bake plus 10. They're going to UC Irvine, not a long travel. They're playing Russell Turner, one of my favorite coaches in college basketball, but he has talked at length about how he does not like this team. Um, I think he misses that interior presence. And in Bakersfield, if you look back at their last few games, haven't been as awful as I initially thought. Uh, they also got rid of Sean Williams, their sort of enigma point guard, and they've been a lot better without him. So I think it's sort of addition by subtraction Ewing theory um, hypothesis with the Bakersfield competitiveness lately. Take, shake, and bake up to. Nine, I'd say nine or above is probably a good price. Second one, fellas, going back to the Bison well, North Dakota State headed to South Dakota, who has been shockingly good despite being down one of their best players, Xavier Fuller. Um, Similar to the take that I had with North Dakota State against Oral Roberts last game, just a dumb spread. Like This is the favorite in the conference, in my opinion, Um, at least one of the three. You'd probably say South Dakota State's up there now, but they're in that upper echelon. And South Dakota is just fine to me. I can't believe that you're actually getting points. Uh, well, I guess now it's a bet up to minus two, but the fact that it's but right on one and a half of, though, Matt, I was going to say anything up to minus two is a good bet. So yeah, take the bison on the road. They also got Grant Nelson back last game.
1: Fantastic. Yep. Uh, the, one Thanks thing that spooked me
2: there is that they play South Dakota state on Saturday. So could be trappy. Yeah. Yeah, Don't look fair. ahead. Don't look ahead. North Dakota State. You're too. You're too veteran to do that.
1: Also, Matt. We are honest. Bakersfield is nine and a half at Bet Rivers, so we will. We will
0: take. That's nine fine. And a half. That's fine. Nine or uh, two are the two strikes for both those bets. All
2: right. All right. And my best bet for the day is Ball State on the road. Yes. Two and a half headed to Northern Illinois. Ball State has been better than uh, well, better than early in the season. Lately, they have been a lot more feisty. Uh, Peyton Sparks, the young big man, has really stabilized them inside. I just think Northern Illinois is not good. They got down 28 at Ohio and had some garbage 15-0 run to come back and, and cover that game. That final score is incredibly misleading for Ohio and Northern Illinois. I don't think they're very good. I am on Ball State minus 2.5. It's my best bet.
0: Love it. Yeah, I hope people watch Ball State, and I want you guys to come back with your thoughts. Like, You should see what I say. This team's pretty good, despite their 8-10 and 10 record in 247. Cue them losing by
2: 20 on the road. And they're like, I know. Sorry. Eh, maybe they're not good.
0: Uh, hey, let's get right today, gents. Um, and folks who joined us today, like, subscribe. We appreciate you come back, not tomorrow, but Saturday. We are off tomorrow. Uh, get our heads right for the massive Saturday card. That'll be debuting, or sorry, airing at 10, 15 central, 10, 30 central, 10, 10 15. 15 central. That's right. It's 10, 15 central. Uh, so come back and join us um, until that time. Good luck on your bets and let's get back.